here we are, folks. Another Nick Flanagan Weekly. I just popped open the recording program I'm using, which, by the way, is QuickTime audio recording. Don't even let me get into it. Having issues with the programs I normally use. Just popped it open. No plans. I said, you're going to want to hear me talk about stuff, even if I don't have my notes handy. And here I am doing just that. Hi, welcome. Nick Flanagan Weekly. I'm Nick, titular host. The man with the plan. Flanagan, here again to show you how to be a man. I'm not going to show you how to be a man. This is not a podcast where there are tips, tricks, this type of thing. No way, man. It's all just... uh, It's all just me telling you about what's going on, how I'm handling it, what I think, and uh, ephemera of that sort, that nature. It is the one-year anniversary of the passing of the great Norm MacDonald. I've been entertaining myself with clips of his, even without knowing. But then today I saw, oh, it is one of the great all-time comedians, perhaps certainly my first favorite comedian. Nobody, I I was no more, there were were no comedians I was more obsessed with than Mr. Norm MacDonald. And uh, I salute him and his constant japery. And uh, I'm telling you, you know, normally if I I think some joke is, uh, what what do you call it, punch and dune. Uh, I'll be like, if the comedian's not, if it's not funny enough, I'll be like, eh, double loss. This is reminding me of something terrible and also not funny. But Norm, like the worst topics in the world, I'd probably laugh at him saying them. So cancel me, I dare you, but not the eternal cancellation. I still have things to do places to go, people to see. I don't want to pass on, even though all I'm talking about lately on this podcast is so-and-so passed on, such-and-such passed on, itty-bitty-boo, passed on. Look, it's not to bum people out. It's just to acknowledge. So now that the acknowledging is done, let's have some fun. I watched a movie. Everyone in it is dead. That's fine. It's Casablanca. Casablanca? I think both might work. Both pronunciations might function. Oh, did I watch Casablanca today? I'm still with this cat sit. This wonderful cat sit in a quiet neighborhood. People, sort of an older owner's wonderful cat named Rita. And they've got cable. I talked before on my podcast with, with Jesse, and I think even the last time I did a podcast here... Uh, about how awesome it is being somewhere with with cable television, just turning it on and being like, that's the news, and that's the news, and now I have to cycle through like 30 channels that I don't care about, and then somehow it repeats the same 30 channels, and then we're at like channel 90, and I'm like, okay, here's the movies. Okay, on demand. I'll just do on demand. And what was on demand? Casablanca. Starring... The greatest cast you ever... It should be called Castablanca. Because it's a great cast. So focus on the cast with the title. Humphrey Bogart. 
How old was Humphrey Bogart when he filmed Casablanca? Like 40. How old did he look? Older. Much older. Humphrey Bogart, if ever a man was a shoe, perhaps that was Humphrey Bogart. Great shoe, but he's a human shoe. And uh, Claude Rains is incredible in it. It's basically a love story between Claude, Claude Rains and Humphrey Bogart. Sidney Greenstreet, Peter Laurie, come on now. And I'm of an age where the people, uh, younger people might not know this, but Casablanca was like, every five minutes, someone was bringing it up. Someone was saying, here's looking at you, kid. Everyone was saying, do you know, he doesn't actually say play it against Sam. Of all the gin joints in all the land, she's got to walk into mine. Hill of Beans, the quotes were everywhere. Tons of people were basing their deal on Humphrey Bogart. You'd watch like sitcoms in the 90s and they'd be aimed at children, but they'd be doing like Casablanca parodies. Nowadays, people probably think Casablanca is some kind of rap star. And that's fine. Times change. But the fact is, Casablanca is really a pretty good movie and uh i'm not just saying that through rose-colored glasses less problematic probably than a lot of uh, other films there are moments in it but uh it's it's not as awkward to watch as many other movies from the 30s and 40s so good for you casablanca plus i thought this was really cool lots of the actors in it were actually played by recent uh refugees or, or emigra immigrants from um, Europe. In fact, the Nazi, Strasser, the lead bad guy, was played by, a, a, a I think he was a German-Jewish person who had left Germany in like 1937 or 1936. And so part of, I think, of the magic of the film is that it actually starred, had a cast that was invested in the Second World War and not in a uh, American patriotic way, but in a way that was international, just like Casablanca, where everybody showed up from all the lands, a neutral zone. I was reading up on it. It was ran by occupied France, which was a Vichy government, but um, it wasn't under full control of the Nazis somehow within all of that because of the North African campaign that was going on at the time and the allies took north africa in like 1942 so it was all funny and everybody wanted to get to portugal on their way to the western world to escape it and it's a propaganda movie right but it's like a good kind of propaganda movie it's a movie that's like hey america don't uh, don't leave this war stay in the war it's actually better if you do that's the worst, right? A war where it's actually justifiable. You're like, oh, great. We got to sink all of our money into this war. We got to get all these people to go across the land, fight to the death. And God dang it, it's justified. Ooh. When was the last justified war? If you know the answer, write weeklypodcast at gmail.com. And do not say the War of the Roses film. Not justified. 
It might be a good memory for you, but it's not good enough in retrospect. Watching all kinds of things on demand. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Getting obsessed with the movie. Jim Henson did the freaking costumes. It was pretty much one of the last things he did. He died before Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. TMNT, the movie, was out. Have you seen those costumes? They made the movie. So I watch that. I get all obsessed with the Muppets and Jim Henson again, which I have been for at multiple times during my life, starting from a young age. But the Muppeteers watched all the uh, heart-wrenching clips from his funeral where uh, adult adults holding puppets were somehow able to channel a universal melancholy as they sang songs who who are these muppeteers right you're watching these muppeteers one of them is the elmo guy kevin clash who was uh sadly just somewhat disgraced recently but he does a great job singing lydia the tattooed lady that's on youtube all of that's on youtube so so look it up but these the Muppets were like these people who could do Muppeteers, that is, the Jim Henson Company. They, there was a bunch of people who were amazing at making them. And then there were all these people who were amazing at, like, manipulating the puppets. But on top of that, the people manipulating the puppets could also do these emotive, beautiful uh, voice acting jobs with the Muppets. And then they could also sing. You're watching this thing and everyone's singing these songs and it's choral beauty. But I like all I could think when I was watching this was, wow, this is like a cult, but like a, a positive cult. So if you're thinking of starting a cult, I'm not going to say involve puppets because that could be going down a bad, bad road. You know, puppets have a scary element to them. There's no question. But just consider instead of like deciding you're Jesus or that you're going to do some sort of business seminar that leads to sex, just say, let's actually just dig deep into our imaginations, see the beauty in the world and uh, reflect that somehow and let that occupy all, all the space in our brains instead of, you know starting a compound in Guyana or deciding the world's going to end. Sing some songs. Stick to the songs. Whenever they show the cult singing the songs, I'm like, this part's fine. Then all the other parts, you're like, no, how'd that happen? And look, I looked up. I looked up these mups. Jim Henson. Looked them up. Looked up Jim Henson plus Controversy. Jim Henson plus problematic Jim Henson stuff. Now, you know, there is this song where Harry Belafonte sings it and maybe the original version of... The, I'm just, You probably find some, some uh, awkward stereotyping in the world of the Muppets. It was the 1970s after all. But everyone had good things to say. Some guy wrote a biography and it's like no one had anything bad to say about Jim Henson. Probably because... He was only working for his entire life. So nowadays that's viewed as a bad thing and more power to that. 
by the way, this week's been weird. I actually am working. I'm filming something. Something that can be seen in many territories. Do I have a large part in it? I wouldn't say it's gigantic. But it's been really fun shooting it. And it's nice to be back in the mix, as we actors say. Doing the fun, you know? Uh, making magic. Making making magic. I've been making magic all week. And I think I'll be making magic with my friend and yours, perhaps. Jesse Elias. We did that podcast a while ago talking about stuff. And I think this weekend we'll be recording another one. And I'm very excited for you to hear it. It's very nice. Um, yeah, what can I say? I'm actually feeling like this whole idea of resetting that I've been trying to do. The September reset is actually almost, I'm almost pulling it off. I'm fairly, I got up at 8.30 a.m. today. That's good for me. Got up at 5 the other day. Tomorrow, hopefully I'm up around, let's say, 9. Maybe earlier, I don't know. We'll find out. I need that 8 hours. I don't When I hear people talking about, oh, you know, I, I get like 5 hours, 4 hours sleep, I'm just like, but when you wake up, how are you not so depressed that you just lie in the bathtub for the day? Empty bathtub, of course, not full of water. That's my go-to. Feeling under, feeling mentally under the weather, put me in that bathtub. Let the cold porcelain heal my skin. <laughs> uh, I've even been thrifting this week. As you may know, that is one of my favorite things to do. And uh, let me tell you, it hit some very gross Salvation Armies. The positive was I did see a... Didn't find a lot for the first one or two that I went to. I think it just went to one. But then today I got some good stuff? Question mark. Why did I buy Frank Sinatra duets one, one and two on CD? I just wanted to buy two. Duets two. Then I see there was duets one when I get to the cash register and I'm like, oh, I meant to get duets two. He said, you you also have duets two here. And I said, I said, oh, okay, well, then just add duets one to it. Remember Frank Sinatra duets where they like just added pop stars of the day to Frank Sinatra's pre-existing vocals. It may have been after he passed on to the great beyond. I don't know. Most famously, I Got You Under My Skin, starring uh, Bono Bono from the U2 group. This is some of the worst stuff you could ever listen to. You're like, oh, Frank Sinatra, this is fun. Next thing you know, uh, uh, Sheena Easton shows up and they're trying to sing um, Love and Marriage together. It's a little bit of a Married with Children reference which of course I talked about in that podcast with Jesse earlier. Uh, this is what's known as dead air in the podcast. I refuse to give up, though. I'm not going to give up. That's the whole thing about me being alive, is all of this up and down, struggle and stress. Maybe it's keeping me sharp. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe... 
all of this bumbling around is actually helpful in the long run. So all of you people leaving, leading stable lives, getting up on time, frankly, you are doing great. But perhaps in the end, I will be the wisest person on earth. I don't actually think my hardship has been that bad after all. I think there's some form of air conditioning at the place I'm at. There's plants around. There's a cat. And this is something I could have said at various points in my life about various places I've been. And there are people in this world who could not say that about one day they've been on this round ball we call the Earth. Or if you're a flat earther, this flat surface we call the Earth, where there is a matte green screen with the drawing of the sun at the top. I don't think the Earth is flat, but I think that some, you know, soda can go flat. Just a little improvisation from me. Ah, folks, I'm going to call it a day on this one. It's been fun. Enjoy yourselves. Watch it. Watch the Casablanca. Tell me what you think. Right, weekly podcast at gmail.com. Questions, comments, thoughts, ideas. Tell me your favorite things. Go to ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan. Throw a buck or two in support. Let me know how you're doing. I hope you're having a nice September. We're halfway through already. Bye-bye. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly.